Well, my earliest hip hop memory when I became a true, true champion. So, let me give you a little bit of background. I grew up in an area called Marlow Heights mm-hmm. near Iverson Mall. So, if any of your listeners know about that, Iverson Mall is a terrible mall <laughs> with a great cookie stand. Best snickerdoodles <laughs> on the planet. But anyway, um, um, I, I grew up, my best friend was a Norwegian cat. Mm-hmm. And um, he was the only white family in the neighborhood. And he used to listen to DC 101, which is a rock station here yeah. uh, in the area. So, I grew up listening to the Eurythmics, Culture Club. All the stuff that came on Friday Night Videos on NBC. Yeah, yeah, I was into all of that Friday light rock, prog rock, all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But one day, like in the early 80s, man, I was listening to an AM station called Rap Attack, um, a show called Rap Attack with Conan, DJ Conan, who's still around. Um, and he played Sucker MCs by Red DMC. Oh, man, yeah. And when I heard the beat, I remember hearing on my little BS radio that I had at the time, Screaming to my mom, I said, "Mom, I, mom, I want to buy this. Can I use my grass cutting money to buy this? I want this." And so yeah, I got a record yeah. player. I went to the Kent Mill Music up the street and bought the record. And from there, it's been history, man. I've been there, oh, man, band ever man. since, man. It's gonna be the uh, kickoff of something uh, unique, I think, man. You know that we're offering from the network, man. So this is gonna be Friday Night Mics, man. This is the inaugural episode, and um. This podcast is about discussing the greatest hip-hop albums um, ever made. You know what I'm saying? And um, specifically the albums that received five mics in the source. Uh, I kind of had the idea with Corey to start this podcast after seeing my man. Shout out to my man, Josh Adam Myers, who's reviewing the 500 uh, greatest albums on Rolling Stone. I kind of had an idea looking at that list. And they kind of like snub hip-hop. A lot of the Rolling Stone... Yeah. uh, A lot of the Rolling Stones... Let's kind of snub some hip hop acts So I decided we can go ahead and review some The Source magazine which at one point in time Was the, the height of uh, Hip hop reviews Yeah it was the height of hip hop cult coverage And review man. the five mic albums Yeah cause the Source was, was dope because This is before the internet age man So I knew every month I could get a chunky ass magazine Yeah And it would just be coverage of, of everything that's going on Like uh, especially you know we're, we're East Coast man We're Maryland based DC Maryland um area and um you know a lot of our coverage was you know even the radio stuff was really heavily east coast biased but um you know the source was bringing us what was going on down south what was going on in our west midwest you know artists that we wouldn't um otherwise get a chance to um, recognize you know yeah and i mean a lot of times when you were going to buy these albums like you had your your 10 11 dollars right so you wanted some validation to see is the album actually good right so a lot of times i would just go right to the mic section Mm -hmm. and see what albums like if you got two mics i probably wasn't messing (laughs) with you i'm not spending my 11 dollars just because you had a hot single you know what I mean? So yeah. I would go right there and and maybe to the unsigned hype to see like what was up. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, so a lot of that shit was subjective too, man. Because like even though some stuff, um, I figure, you know, that's going to come up as we're reviewing some of this stuff. I mean, some things, you know, got five mics that I feel like probably didn't deserve it, and there's going to be things that we feel like probably should have got five mics, you know, but didn't get the five mics. But also, at, at, like I said, at that time we had the Source magazine and we had uh, Rap City. And so sometimes and, that, and your MTV raps Yeah your MTV raps And sometimes those Might get you curious About a project But a lot of times too It was still a crapshoot man Sometimes A lot of times With um you know With the music at that time You know we're talking Maybe mid 90s Early 90s Um, 
you know, late eighties, even they would lead off with a single. So you're looking at, oh, this shit goes, yo. You get and that's this the album. Old, that's the only song on the whole <laughs> album, the only bro. Fucking thing. Bro. A lot of people have revisionist history on the on the songs that came out in the nineties. A lot of people yeah. have like nineties nostalgia. Yeah, a lot of those yeah, albums man. had two songs, and that's it, man. That's the thing too, man. Like, um, I hate that nowadays when uh, a lot of people, oh, the nineties was so much great, but I'm like, bro, the nineties had some a lot of trash, bro. A lot of trash. I can attest that I bought a lot of trash. A lot of one hit wonders. A lot of a lot of uh. A lot of skippable songs on those on yes. those albums back in the day. <laughs> yes, a lot. Man. So so you guys are missing that era, but you're not including the the bad uh, aspects of those eras, man. So um, but yeah, man. I hope you guys um you know stick around and uh, join us on this journey. And um and I guess we're going to try to do this in a chronological order too, man. So um first up, our first album is actually Run DMC's self titled debut, Run DMC, and this came out uh, March twenty seventh, nineteen eighty four, man. And um. Um, so the landscape of music, I mean, starting in 1984 is like it's totally different right now. Right now, yeah. the the biggest genre of music we're talking about in the world is hip hop. Yeah, as far as um listens, downloads, um, and um, it's hip hop, man. So there's, I mean, there's no um dispute. It's in 1984, strange. black music really wasn't put on the same pedestal mm-hmm. as all other music. You had Michael Jackson, Prince, Lionel Richie. And for black music, that was it. There was a lot, much. though. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, urban radio definitely showed black music love. Oh yeah, urban radio. Yeah. But I'm talking about, like on a, on a whole scale. Like mm-hmm. MTV was wasn't playing any black artists at this time mm-hmm. when this album came out. Yeah. Michael Jackson, I think, is is, on, is it. Yeah, he barely got it. They wouldn't even play Prince. <laughs> yeah, they that was fucked up, bro. So, but um, but also like um, this album comes out in '84, and um, I was six years old, bro. <laughs> so so. I missed this album, you know, when it came out. So this is this is cool about this podcast because we're going to go back and retroactively listen to some of this stuff that we weren't privy to when when we were kids. I mean, I was aware of it, but I wasn't into it. Like my parents, you know, every now and then I'll get a snippet of a song of a hip hop record, but it's mostly, um, you know, radio stuff, man. You know, some. Um, you know, other urban contemporary radio, like um, R&B artists at the time, even disco, man. So so um, that's a big point with this, because when this album came out, this sound and the image of this group was so um, topsy-turvy to what rap was at that time. Yeah, it was it was a it was a more raw image uh, that they projected. And mm-hmm. um, run DMCs, as far as their style, aesthetically, they look like people you could see out on the street, yeah. which was not the norm for rappers at that time. Yeah, the rappers, I think I think also Curtis Blow was bubbling. Um, you know, you had the rappers delight single, but but a lot of the aesthetic was still rappers was looking more like punk disco. rockers. No, nah, they were and looking, disco. Yeah, yeah, disco. So they was wearing era. like they was wearing like uh like uh feathers and like no shirts, <laughs> yeah, tight jeans. Like uh, they was looking wild, man. Yeah, like like I said, it felt more Saturday Night Fever than than on the block, and um, I think that's what you know this group brought to the table, and also just a more aggressive. Production and rhyme style, man. Um, yeah, because at the time, I guess the funkier, more um, disco sound was um, way more popular. So um, this album, um, so yeah, a lot of times they would t- they were ripping straight disco songs and just rapping over it. You know what I mean? Like rap, rappers delight is a disco song. They just rapped over. It. Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. So so this um, album stands the distinction. Um, it was placed um, two hundred forty two on Rolling Stone's greatest five hundred albums. It's um, one of the sources. Um, Best um, hundred rap albums ever. So in 1984, there's only seven hip hop albums total release in all of 1984. <laughs> yeah, I so I mean I, that, that tells you how rare hip hop was as a genre at that point. Yeah, plus or minus. And um, 
Well, let's get into the um the, the making of this stuff, man. Uh, but the music, you could kind of hear it. Like, like it's really... I mean, there's some samples in this stuff, but um, it's very drum machine heavy, man. You know what I'm saying? I yeah, think that's why... Yeah, very, dr- um, very drum bass. That's why a lot of the... Um, a lot of the, the 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 beats on this thing have a similar sound to them. You know what I'm saying? The snare and the kick wise. Well, not only this album, but uh, like Fat Boys. Yeah. You can hear the production and and a lot of different acts. Yeah. The same on this album and a lot of the beats even on the album they kind of run together. They're not like super different. Mm-hmm. They all sound pretty similar. Yeah, I noticed that though because um one thing I did when I um you know went back and listened to this album I also checked out. Some of the other stuff that came out at that time, and um, the Fat Boys album was one of them. Yes, and, like, and when Very I put similar. it on, I was like, "Yo, this sounds like these guys were using yep. the same exact um, drum machine, man." Yep. So, Very similar. But um, but they were still able, I think, to make some um, you know, be creative with it and make some stuff that um, some of this stuff really holds up still to this day, man. Like I was jamming, I was going back, like, "Yo, this is wild." You know, so let's go with the um. Let's talk about some of these tracks, man, a little bit, um, cause um, it opens up with hard times, man, and um, that that joint slaps, man. It slaps. It, come, it comes on raw, yeah. And yeah, I was yeah. surprised too because they're talking about like hard times, like like it really. Just, there's, yeah, there's in the, know, in this in this song at least particularly, mm-hmm. they're actually they have a message. They're actually talking about stuff. Yeah, it's like a um, it reminds me a little bit of um, you know, Melly Mel's um on the message. The message, you know? they're yeah. They're talking yep. about. The state of affairs, you know, in 1984 in the streets, just getting up and, um, you know, the everyday struggle, you know, the drudgery of life. And, and so um, I don't like, I think a lot of people forget like what New York was like in in the eight, early 80s. Mm-hmm. Like New York was like, it's a different world, man. Like the, it was rough out there. Like yeah. I mean, as far as the violence, as far as the murders, I think <laughs> yeah. it was there was way more. As far Yo. as New York is considered like to be a safer city right now, Reaganomics. <laughs> yeah, I mean like Giuliani pretty much like kicked our, kicked all the black people out. Yeah, I'm thinking in '84, man, Times Square was like oh, it was Square. yeah, it was rough. It was like it was, rough. It was wild. Yeah, Square, it was wild. Man. Yeah, and so you get some of that in the song, and man, and, and immediately the thing that stands out to me is um run. And uh, DMC's um, back and forth, man. I love that shit, yo. Like, I don't think, um, first of all, there's not a lot of rap groups these days, man. You know, I noticed that distinction. Like, I feel like that kind of fell off. It's so many, everybody's solo now. The thing that's dope about this duo of a group, the back and forth with the wordplay and the yeah, rhyming. Like, yeah. they're, they're, they're doing call and response with each other. You know what I'm saying? There's parts where they're doubling up the lyrics because they're yep. finishing each other's bars. And, like, I think that's just dope. It just sounds like they worked on these routines and got them down for, for probably, you know, days and weeks before they actually recorded. So they, it actually sounds like a real group effort. You know what I'm saying? Well, it the funniest sound... thing is you, you can hear some similarities between, like, Migos. If you listen to Migos, mm-hmm. you can hear the similarities. Like, yeah. like the stuff that Migos is doing <laughs> yeah, right now think directly yeah. came from Run DMC, man. Yeah, that's dope, man. And, um... It just makes the whole product just feels better. It makes them feel like this is really a group. This is not some shit just slapped together in the studio. You know what I'm saying? And and uh, on like, like run, I guess so. Russell Simmons was actually managing uh, most of the hip hop acts that were mm-hmm. in hip hop at that time. So run was actually a DJ for Curtis Blow. Mm-hmm. So he was he. They were already on the scene, and he like basically begged his brother. You know what? In a, a way, rapper. in a way, this thing kind of sets the tone for that era, man. I mean, it's saying oh, yeah, it's hard sure. times, but one of the messages is in the song is like, even though things are are hard, you got to be harder to overcome that. You know oh, what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, and, yeah. and that's kind of speaking to the hip hop that was coming out in that era, because like yeah. you said, it was very heavy disco influence, more dance orientated stuff, and um, 
this thing came through with a message. It's not, and it's, it's not it's a throwaway still, song. It has a message, but it still has like that party vibe to it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the music when you when you hear the music, I could I could I could imagine being like in a club, like hearing this music. <laughs> yeah, you could. I could see this. So, this will probably be you know after the DJ got everybody up into a fever, you're going to throw this to bring them down a little bit before you go into that next really amped up you know party record, man. But yeah, um, that's dope, man. Um, let me see. So I guess we can go into the rock box too, man. Because this, I think, what is this thing like? Nine tracks or something? Not yet. You know? Nine tracks. Very short. Rock box is probably my favorite one on here, man. Rock oh, really? Box has that um, guitar solo, man? That 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 rock and flow. Oh yeah, from the uh, the, the I Love Champagne uh, joint, right? The weird thing from Chris is, Chris Rock. Like I had to look up the producers on this because for some reason I was thinking Rick Rubin, but then I could see where later on when Rick Rubin started doing some of their stuff, like he's influenced by some of the stuff they already did on this. And part of that yeah, is like yep. that rock box sound. Yep. You know, with the, and, and that one starts off with that fresh for you. It's like it's, it's quotables. There's lines on these songs that um that other rappers sample. Later oh yeah, on. for like this whole oh, album. That fresh for you. That's on the Alcoholics uh, record when they first came out. Okay, yeah, song, yeah. Man. This whole album is riddled with uh, like little phrases and and like even uh. Some of the sounds that are sampled, like throughout Jay Z, like a bunch of people have sampled stuff from this album. So yeah, yeah, rock box slaps, man. That's that's one of my, that's like that's probably my favorite joint here. <laughs> um, but um, so also let's talk about this next. Next we got Jam Master Jay. So this is dope to me, man. This is an element that's missing in hip hop. Like I don't know none of these new rappers, DJs, bro. Even the top. Yeah. Who, who's Eminem's DJ right now? Who's um J Cole's DJ, bro? Who's um. Um, who's the Migos DJ? We don't know none of them niggas' names. Some of y'all probably do, but I don't know these motherfuckers. Yeah, I, but I this know. song was specifically Run and DMC rapping about their DJ Jam Master J. And, and I R. thought P. that was R.I.P. Jam Master J. Yeah, man. rest in peace, Jam Master J. And that's like, it's so crazy, man. We were just talking earlier, like, um, there was a time where the DJ got credit. Eric well, the, B and Rock him. There was oh, a time where the DJ, the DJ was the most important yeah. because he actually, when obviously when rapping started, it started in the park, mm-hmm. so you had to have the music, and the DJ was the focal point. Yeah, Cool J, uh, Cool G rapping DJ Polo. The rapper like, was a supplemental element of of the whole issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and they, and they used to share the building, and now we don't even know who y'all DJs are, bro. It's, yeah. it's fucking wild, man. Yep. But but I thought that was dope, man. So um, other thing we get um. Um, Hollis Cruz so, so this is where I think I've run into The first um, instance of You know This production Sounding similar Cause um, this is This is kind of a shout out To Hollis Queens Which I thought is dope too man They shouting out The neighborhood So so these guys are Setting a lot of trends man Later on you hear people You know Bigging up their um, neighbor um, Neighborhoods And their areas man I'm thinking of uh, Pastor Choice Ain't no play in GA <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. You know Shit like that where they're bigging up their area and their borough or, or their neighborhood, you know, and you see that they were doing this on this album in '84, man. And they were shouting out Queens, and, and I don't, I don't know if people know like about Queen, but like that's a suburb. So they, mm-hmm. these guys aren't from the city; they're from like a no. suburb. All these guys had like single family houses. Mm-hmm. Their parents weren't like rich, but these guys were all pretty much middle yeah, class. Queens is like the tip of Long Island, kind of like yeah, right yeah. across the bridge. Yep, yeah, yep. yeah. So. Um, these guys are all middle middle class guys growing up. Yeah, it's close enough in proximity though, man. They 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 they're close enough to the action. Oh yeah, yeah. Cuz um cuz in Queens is man, dog. I always wonder um one day I want to compile a list of just a lot rappers. of rappers from Queens. I want to see of rappers from I want to see bro. Queens versus Brooklyn, man. That's a lot probably of rappers. a hard battle, dog. Ooh. Like like imagine 
If you could just have I'm taking Queens Battling like Queens. My, fa- my favorite rapper is Nori So I'm taking Queens <laughs> Yeah but Queens got LL they, You know <laughs> Shan and them um, It's uh, Nas You think about Mob the whole D. bridge dog The bridge alone was crazy Nature Tragedy, Nature um, You know Nori and them um, it, It's Akineli It's fucking crazy dog Q-Tip The yeah. whole tribe Yeah it's so much Queens um, is deep man So much talent man I think um, Just even on the newer wave You got Mayhem Loren You got uh, Action Bronson Yeah um, You know But Queens Has always been there bro And uh, that's dope man So another thing I noticed about this is Uh like uh, DMC was actually in college And he let you know Like yo I was in college mm-hmm. Like There was a time in hip hop A little bit after this Where people were lying Like Ice Cube is in college At the time That uh, NWA is coming out And yeah. he's like He's a, he's running away from that He's He doesn't <laughs> want you to know He's in college I mean we, So that's we, a crazy we, Yeah we know um, After the fact That, that, that Cube was kind of like We a, knew like way after the fact yeah, That Cube was in college Cube but, was like a writing prodigy That that, that helped propel um, NWA to greatness You know what I'm saying So um right after Hollis uh, Crew We get Sucker MCs And Sucker MCs is classic man Like but but here's the thing too Like like if you were sleeping And not quite paying attention Hollis Crew and Sucker MCs Are so similar with that clap That the whole album kind of kind of runs together. So if you weren't paying attention too much, yeah. it all kind of sounds like the same song. But I mean, it's coherent. It all it all goes together. Yeah, but Sucker MC stands out because that was that was also one of their biggest singles. And that song to this day, the way that beat goes, pat, pat, pat. and it's um basically it's a diss to you Sucker MCs. You know, they putting the flag in the ground, putting the line in the sand. Like, yo, we here. <laughs> the rest of y'all is suckers And it has a class Two years ago A friend of mine Asked yeah. me to say Some MC well, Yeah that's, that's been used Like yeah. Biggie used that A lot of people use that so. Yeah yeah That's been used uh, That's been used for years yeah. And years and years that, that line has been referenced For years man But you know what though When I was listening to it though You know what else It reminds me of Another record that would come out um, I think maybe that next year And it might have probably Even been recorded Around the same time That PSK dog From Schooly D Considered one of the earliest Ooh that's so slap But that joint That shit slaps Considered one of the yeah. earliest Gangsta records But he jacks their names yeah. For that song dog oh, yeah. That fucking It's the you know the way he's rhyming on that PSK for making hands. You know Biggie, the, say what Biggie the Jack that joint too. Yeah, he is the one. And, and, and the yeah. way and the way they're rhyming on this on this sucker MC, dude. It's you can man Same thing, you can yeah. transpose that shit, man. Yeah. That's dope. That's dope, man. So um, next up we got um, it's like that. It's also another classic. That's my, this is my favorite song. Oh, yeah. on, on it's all like, that goes like that too, man. I think like as a kid growing up, I think this is the one song that I actually remember hearing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, it's, it's you know what that song stands out to me because it's got that. It comes in. Yeah, yeah, it's a memorable beat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It al- it almost reminds me of Hard Times though, in a way. It seems like a Hard Times remix, but um, it's like that. <laughs> Kinda, that's the yeah. way it yeah. is. It, it's just a dope song, man. You know they're doing um some more boastful um bragging raps and um. It's dope, dog. I fucks with that. Shit. I like the flow, the back and forth, the whole thing, man. Yeah, like that. This is definitely my favorite song. That, on that's the, on what I love album. so much. And, um, I miss, man, because like you know, I go back and listen to some of these um group, classic group albums, like um um in like like what is it um the Outkast joint? Yeah, and I'm like, yo, they really didn't do a whole lot of not a back, back not a lot of back and like, forth. Do nah. my verse, no, nope. you do your verse. Yeah. And um, there was recently um I think Ghostface just put out a um. A new album um, Last year And um, one of the singles He's got um, I might be wrong But I know Benny the Butcher's on here um, But I think it's El Camino 
and their verse, they do the whole thing back, back and forth, forth it, the whole verse. It reminds me of um, Jada Kiss and um, and um, Styles. Yeah, Styles on Band from TV. <laughs> you know what I'm oh, saying? Oh yeah, the this bus off, put the hot yeah, girl that's a classic. Left, like two thirds of a break, and they just going back yeah, and forth. Yeah, yeah. That whole verse, man. And I'm like, if you're a group, man, do that shit. But it's also weird to me that, like, right now, who's name name some groups right now that are like new groups. Let's just say within the last, you know. Three four years. All I could really think of right think, now is um, Migos. Well, Migos been out for you know, longer than yeah, that, bro. Yeah, but but still, I'm just saying in general as far as three, what's four, new. Okay. Name someone else. Okay, that's a group. Um, <laughs> that's, that's what's the name? Um, uh, Earth. There's a group called Earth Gang, who's uh, J Cole's record label. Okay, that's what about else? it though. Yeah, like where are the groups at, y'all? We, 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 I don't understand what happened in the industry where the groups. I mean, I'm just thinking off. We had DOS Effects, Illinois Scratch, Tribe Called Quest, Smith and Wesson. I think you know the, I we think the money, the, man. Honest, people, people, like it's, it's people crazy. not trying to split their money up like that, man. Most of those groups, it's not a lot of those groups that you. Man, Migos killing it. They got Migos is killing it. Yes, like it's, but man, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Of those older groups, who still has money? I don't know, dude. A lot of them dudes don't have any money anymore, man. But, but still, like, I, I mean, that's here and there. That's probably more to do with proper management than to be. I mean, like, Outcast still got money, be, but who else? That's, who that's else probably, still has money? Like I said, it's more probably a thing to do with managing your money because you're already getting jerked. But then you got to split your jerk three ways or yeah, two ways. But, but there's there's money in it. I don't think it's an issue of money. You know, I think that we don't I have think, groups. I think that's you know a big. I don't think that's. A, I don't think so. Because people, man. people growing up, like if you, if you, I grew think up, it's people wanting to be that that man. Like if you grew up in the eighties or nineties, you all the groups broke up. Man, the Fat Boys broke up. Uh, Tribe, well, Tribe didn't break up, but Tribe stopped like dropping consistent music. I mean, we got uh, uh, Eric B and Rakim got, broke up. We got Ray NWA Shremert. broke up. We got Ray Shremert, Um but they've been out probably, for a minute. Yeah, I mean, but they they're they're part of what they're I would newer, consider newer yeah. artists. And they, I think I think I heard they broke up. Yeah, but I don't know, man. Like, why are there no groups, dog? It's weird to me, dog. Like, I, 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 I like the dynamic. You know what I'm saying? You know, multiple personalities. Is Westside you know, Gun and Conway, are together. they a group? Nah, they're individual artists, but they work together a lot. But it's like, there's no groups, dog. Like, I don't understand what that is, man. That's been like a that's been like a cornerstone of hip-hop, man, since its inception, to have groups. Yeah. Like, matter of fact, the first acts we heard of were groups. Were groups yeah, they yeah, weren't yeah. no fucking... These solos So I don't know if it's I don't know what's causing that dog I don't know if it's a cultural thing Cause I don't think it's money Just keeping people from You know working together dog Like you can make dope music It's probably Better to make dope music together Then you take all the pressure Like shit I don't gotta write Three hot verses I could write one Or one and a half You know what I'm saying And, and put some of this workload On my boy and, and maybe together Come up with a collaborative effort Like like to me Capone and Noriega Were greater than they ever been solo You know what I'm saying No like, like N.O.R.E. is the best piece of work They ever did man I don't know bro N.O.R.E. is a classic Nah that shit don't hit like work What? Bro. That shit don't hit like war. Crazy NORE. I mean, it's a matter of opinions, bro. We can can argue. It's hard. That's just a matter of opinions, but but um. Shout out Lost Boys, also from Queens. Yeah, but where are the fucking groups, man? That's all I'm saying, man. But um, so we got also followed by Wake Up. Wake Up, I thought that was dope, man. Wake Up is kind of um has a has a message. Basically, wake the fuck up. Yeah, shit's going on out here. This is like this is like Spike Lee at the end of school days. <laughs> wake Basically, the fuck yeah, up, yeah. Man. And this is like I think this is maybe like the beginning of the crack era, right? So crack has not like I want to say like '86 is when crack like hit hit. Yeah. So this is a, l- a little bit before that Crack is probably bubbling It's bubbling But it's not 
It's not. It hasn't um, hit yet. It hasn't gotten to pay the full levels yet. Yeah, not yet. But that song goes. But it also, it, it, you know what it is? It's not so much that they, this this thing has similar beats, but there's similar cadences. Like the, the the rhyme patterns on this thing are very similar. Like like Wake Up has the same um, cadence as um, um, it's like that. Or even hard times, you know, they kind of yeah, got the same. Yeah, they in like, the same I'm, pocket. Yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. you could put those records on and hit play at the same time, and they will probably blend together perfectly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Just, yeah. You I know, see if that. you were, you know, mixing this record, um, but yeah, wake up is strong, man. That's also one of my favorites, man. But um, thirty days, man. I like thirty days, bro. <laughs> I like thirty days. Um, thirty days is um. It also has a similar cadence to to wake up and, and a bunch of these other records, but I thought it was funny because um the hook is like something if you don't like the rhymes I say um send this back in thirty days and I thought that was dope because at the time in the eighties man all those commercials were coming on daytime TV selling you shit like um just selling all types of uh, made as seen on TV products and that was when those commercials went yeah, off that was the last yeah. thing to say if you're not satisfied satisfied send it back in thirty and days like and there was a, there was a, a point in time where like TV would cut off and that's all it would be on right. Like TV cut off at like twelve o'clock. TV was over and it was all commercial. Yeah. It was all like infomercials. Nah, I remember that fucking play the anthem and the static could come yeah, on that. It was a rap, dog. Oh, midnight. It's a rap. Yeah, unless you had HBO. Damn, that's probably why cocaine was so 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 popular back then. The TV go off, you do My some lines and bored. play some <laughs> Pull out some, some cards, <laughs> cut somebody. Because <laughs> I mean, it, it was wild, man. Just just speaking on. Um, you know, I was a little kid at those times, and um, I just remember going to my aunt's house um, in D.C., and um, she was the uh, entertainer, at least it seemed like when I was little. So, 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 you know, my moms would maybe drop me and my brother off, and um, and my cousins are there. You know, some other cousins get dropped off, and I remember we'd be back in the room. And the and the adults was partying, you know, be in the back room playing, you know, and the adults would be in the in the living room partying, you know, throwing on their Tina record, they disco records, drinking, you know what I'm saying? Um, playing cards into the like early, you know, way early, you know, wee hours of the morning, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and like and it just that it just reminds me like um like now the days of TV's twenty four hour cycle. Well, back then midnight, that's it. But people are up. You don't go to sleep at midnight on the weekends, man. You know, yeah. you're getting into something, you're partying, you're kicking it, and um, and it was crazy, man. And it, these records were starting to um filter in, man, because um that's what they they were playing records. You know, there was um eighty four. The cassette was out, but it wasn't like um was super deep like it was it was a weird time because i yeah, remember being a records were still, it, still there, there, were, there were records still eight tracks was still getting played and um and cassettes was just now infiltrating but they weren't you know super popular yet man but think so about a lot it, of this like, stuff was being listened to on the radio or on the actual fucking turntables man it's crazy so like other think about like what was popping at 84 i think the top albums at 84 i wrote it down thriller which came out in 82 But was still bubbling yeah, just, in 84 man, get rid of that So the, the Footloose soundtrack I wanted the Michael Jackson jacket I never got Yeah Footloose soundtrack was it, Footloose soundtrack was unique Because it wasn't really new music It was a collection of yeah. older records yep. That you know people were dancing Yeah, yeah So uh, Bruce Springsteen Born in the USA mm, Yeah we weren't playing that Which came out before house. that Mom And, and Purple that. Rain Those uh, were the top albums in 84 yeah, yeah Purple Rain was hitting dog That was probably He was my superhero back in the day Prince but my aunt and them, they were also playing a lot of you know like the uh, um like Tina Turner, yeah, um, Shaka Khan, yep, 
You know what I'm saying? You know, so those type of um, records, you know, and they be jamming it. Lionel Richie, Lionel I know Richie, Lionel Richie was popping back then. Definitely, Lionel Richie sold mad records. But there was kind of like a um a, a divide in in the in the ages of black people. Like there was a lot of black people that shunned hip hop. You know what I mean? They were they were yeah. not messing with hip hop. Yeah. at all. Yeah, hip hop. So, hip hop had to fight to um to get where it's at because um even this as as highly regarded as this record was and uh, as popular as it had got, it didn't go platinum. It wasn't mainstream. Yeah, Yeah, it didn't go platinum. At this point in time, it wasn't mainstream. Yeah, it's like they had to do the Aerosmith collaboration to to, to get over that platinum hump and to get, um, you know, mainstream coverage. Because even the Urban urban Radio at that time, I remember, man, because like, it's weird now that I'm going to say this, but when I was a kid and I would hear rap, it sounded foreign to me because I'm so used to all these singers. Like, I didn't understand. I was like, why are they talking so fast? Why are they they not even singing? Like as a little kid, like I didn't really get on the rap until I think LL's radio came out. And he said something that I, that made sense to me as a kid. And he said, forget Oreo, eat Cool J cookies. And, and I'm a little kid and I know what an Oreo was and cookie. You know what I'm saying? So I'm little. I'm a little nigga. Like I don't have, I don't know metaphors and similes yeah, yeah, and shit. Yeah. So, so like that, that was around the first time where rap was, was hitting to me. But, but like I said, man, you know, these records were around. But on an urban radio landscape, it would be late night. And and, and yeah. being in D.C., I feel like it was tougher because... It would be after dark, they would have to play the hip-hop. It man. was after dark, but also our the, the hip-hop that was coming through had to fight up against our local go-go shit. Yeah. Because there were, um, you know... Um, Go-Go records that were getting that they were getting what hip hop was getting now. You man, know, some DC, Chuck, man, a couple Chuck yeah, Brown records, be, e, some EU yeah, records, yeah, yeah. You and, and and it would have to be something like an LL record, something that really, really hit and was um you know to even get a chance. Well, a lot of what helped the hip hop in this area was Salt and Pepper and Kid and Play dropped albums or dropped songs, mm-hmm. but they were hip hop influenced. Yeah. So that kind of pushed everything over over the edge. Yeah, the um what was the Salt and Pepper song? Because that was that was basically um, the, the the EU. That was heavily influenced by doing the butt. Okay, y'all, this is it. Now <laughs> yeah. bust it. Mike but it was definitely a go-go as beat. I touch it. Yeah, yeah Herbie, straight go-go song. What was, the, what was they producing? It was Herbie. Herbie, Herbie, Herbie Love Bug. Herbie Love Bug was, yeah. was brilliant to to put that together, but it helped them you know, get a stranglehold outside of that um, New York market, you know, and um, and then Kim Play had the Ola Ola. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's straight. That's a straight go go song, man. You know what though, too, man. I feel like the college culture should get a lot of credit for that too, because um, because Kim and Play were definitely um, you know, riding that 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 whole black uh, college wave. You know what I'm saying? Like those yeah, records well, Kid, were popular. Kim and Play youth. like pushed it straight pop. They they. Kim Play and Kwame, they pushed it like straight yeah, over to yeah. the pop. But but I feel like it was like a like a Howard Homecoming aesthetic that they were catering to. You know that well, yeah, young, they, that youthful energy. Those dudes were you know? showmen, man. Like yeah. the way they danced, like <laughs> yeah. their their whole shit was a whole show. And guess what? Guess what? They from Queens too. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what's up, man. So so yeah, I, I guess I guess they were capturing some of that. Um, those black fraternity, just that energy. They yeah, were putting yeah. that into a, for sure. Know, those packages, you know, some of that step show energy. For sure, they look like cappers up there. Yeah, yeah. All of that shit was um, translating into making this shit through, um, um, pop off. But um, the last track on here too, man. This is another thing rappers don't do no more because we don't know who the fuck their DJs are. So um, this is called Jay's. Um, I can't remember. I can't read my writing. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> Run DMC track. I write like a drunk doctor, man. <laughs> um, yeah, Jay's game. Okay, that's it. It's called Jay's game. Yep. Yeah, I didn't even put the E on that. On the B side. But um, yeah. So this is dope, man. Um, 
Records don't do this no more, but um, there was a bunch of albums at that time where the, the DJ would get shine. So basically, it's just J Master J solo cutting up records. He's scratching, he's mixing, and they gave him time to shine, man. And that's dope because um, you don't see that no more. First of all, we don't know who their DJs are, and they don't give the DJs a chance to shine. Because I remember at the time I had a Queen Latifah record, and um, her um DJ was um, I forgot the name of that shit um. Actually, I think 45 King did that record. So 45 King gets a song on there where he just goes busy, dog. He's just doing his DJ shit, hmm. which is dope. Because um, All Hail the Queen on 45 King. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 45 Queen of Eminem Stan fame. It's one of the biggest records ever. And that was made by 45 King, you know what I'm saying? And people don't know where he came from. A lot of people couldn't even, you know, when that record came out and hit, they can't tell you his reference. But if you go back and listen to All Hail the Queen, that's probably one of the best produced records of that era, dog. You can't tell me nothing. And that time when a bunch of shit came out <laughs> yeah this shit look wild man we got tougher than leather playing in the background as we're recording this shit which is a classic man but uh but yeah so also on the emily's mc light record um i forgot the one i think it's called um the one that had um, i'm the light as a rock. the one that had cha-cha-cha on it um and um and um yeah you could cha 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 to this Mardi Gras but she also takes time for her record her DJ was K Rock at the time and there's a jam on there yo this is one of the best records ever man it's called K Rock's Housing and he just he just blends the record man he's cutting and scratching you know um MC Light and all this shit man that shit sounds so dope man but um that's how the album ends man and um I don't know I think it I think it holds up man when we look at the the era. Just for what it represented, you know, it, it does sound a little. I mean, it's a product of its time, you know what I'm saying? But, but I think it's a significant milestone for hip hop, man. I think it deserves the five. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I think it deserves. If you um, take um, consideration of when it came out and what it's, um, you know, and the uh, just what the sound was at the time, you know. So what I'm yeah, saying? for for what it is, I, I believe it deserves a five. This is before like uh, lyricism, like became. Not a, not a forefront because this is just before people lyrics. were like super lyrical. It has lyrics, got, you know. But what this it, is you know before is, people though? were like super lyrical. I was having that debate when I was considering how I felt about it, and it's not that what it is is they're saying a lot of shit in this record, but 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 later on we got to the point where it got you know, poetic. You know what I'm saying? We got the Nas writing style. It's not like they're not saying anything. It's just they're doing it in a different way than, 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 than what we're currently used to. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. We're used to like multi-layered shit with Kendrick and um, J. Cole. But but in some ways, this shit is like sometimes less is more. You know, in, in some ways. And I feel like this is a, an example of that. They're not going through all these hoops and doing you know all this. You know what this album kind of reminded me of? The uh, simplicity of it? Like when Kanye did The Life of Pablo, mm-hmm. he's not really rapping too much on that joint mm-hmm. it, it's, it kind of feels like this just because he's like uh, it's just not very lyrical he's just like giving you the words yeah. and it's not like very complex yeah, but, and yeah. he's letting the beat take you you know what I mean so yeah. it's kind of similar to yeah, what Kanye did that. in Life of Pablo because yeah. you gotta look at the overall picture and, and yeah, yeah, they're not doing the crazy Nas metaphors and shit yeah. like that but this shit's still good like it, it holds up I'm listening to these to these records and I can relate to everything that they're saying yeah they get wild on this joint man <laughs> this movie is nuts <laughs> I'm a, I'll go watch this joint man <laughs> Yeah, so but yeah, man, I think it holds up, man. And um and like I said, man, like I think um when I got 
as I got a little bit older after this came out, I think I first got onto these guys around the time when Tougher Than Leather came out. So around 88, by then, I was listening to rap now, and I was more familiar with it, and my ear was liking it. And I remember when Tougher Than Leather came out, which is also their album, but that album was also packaged with a movie. Which was yeah, wild, dude. Yeah. Like they were way above the wave. Like um yeah. I think I think honestly though, if you think about it, Prince kinda did it with Prince um, started Purple it off. Rain yeah, yep. before on a hip hop level. I think these were the first ones to do something like that. I can't remember when did um Crush Groove Crush Groove came out in eighty four. So they were probably filming when this came out, they probably were filming Crush Groove. So Crush Groove came out eighty eighty five. Oh, eighty five. So still Crush Groove is eighty five. That predates tougher than leather. So Russell yeah. was Russell was a fucking Yeah, Russell Summers that a legend. Motherfucker man. was like way ahead of the curve, man. So um but that led to, you know, you know, later on in the nineties and two thousands, all these hip hop movies, I think, man. But but when I was a kid, Tougher Than Leather came out, and I just remember Run DMC were the coolest motherfuckers on earth to me. Like I wanted to dress like them. I wanted Adidas. I wanted to fucking go to the show because I remember they had a show at the Capitol Center. It was on the radio like every every few minutes they were doing a promo. I was like, Mom, can we go? I think she told me we could, but we never did. Sorry though, Ma. <laughs> but but, but yeah, yeah I, I just the first time I remember Run DMC like like seeing them is obviously the Aerosmith video, the Walk This Way video, which is all over the airways. Mm-hmm. That's the first time I really remember seeing Run DMC. Like you said, the Adidas with the Kangos and the all black with the chains. Yeah. So that's the first time I really yeah, remember. And, and, and like you were saying, man, that whole the, the, the look of them, it, they look like guys around the way. You know, they dressed in like street clothes. You know, it wasn't like a um a um. You know, getting all dressed up fancy like a lot of performers were doing, you know, in that era, you know, wearing like silk and, and you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, and slacks and shit. Rappers like that. was looking wild, man. And, and and black uh black pop stars was looking wild too, man. Michael Jackson was looking yeah. crazy. I mean the eighties was a wild era. Prince was looking crazy. Yeah, we could definitely attest um admit that eighties. Billy was Ocean was wild. out here looking crazy. Eighties was a wild fucking era. But but they but they embraced just regular uh, it was like a, just a blue collar street aesthetic, man. Yeah, you know, they dudes. that, dog. It, w- it was a regular outfit, but then with a crazy big chain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I kind of like that look, though, man. Like, me personally, when when everything's kind of regular and you just got one wild accessory. Hey, them chains the- was looking wild, though, man. <laughs> yeah, the the like, dookie bro, them chains was huge. Yeah, this just was hollow, clink clanking. Oh, you got to do neck You gotta do neck exercises <laughs> to fit that joint on, man. But see, most of them shits was hollow, so they looked. Big and bulky, but they weren't, you know, they weren't, you know, that super heavy and shit, man. But um, but yeah, man, that's dope, man. But but yeah, this is definitely one of the um, you know, one for probably, the book. this. I mean, this album probably one of the most important. You could say it's probably one of the most, or maybe the most important hip hop record of all time. Yeah, I think it just ways. changed how people looked at hip hop and mm-hmm. how people make hip hop albums. Yeah, so. And I think it also um, just the aesthetic of it, man. It 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 made it more, a little more edgy. You know what I'm saying? It brought that 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 flavor to it. Because because you you look at the groups that followed, man. Everyone kind of just adopted that street aesthetic. You didn't see no more guys trying to dress up fancy. No, nope, it changed the maybe, game. Totally. Maybe Hammer tried to cling onto that shit a little bit, but it changed but, the game totally. But even he threw some. He threw on a chain with his with his with his pants. Because after this, they even after <laughs> you know, this, actually people you know even went people even went more street because you started seeing sweatsuits. Banners mm-hmm. wasn't. They was just wearing straight yeah, sweatsuits, dog. Yeah, so, like so. remember DJ uh, DJ uh, Easy Rock and Rob Bass, mm-hmm. straight sweatsuits. Yeah, bro. Oh, you're right, man. Man, and LL, you know what I'm saying? Sergio Takini sweatsuits. And even um, G-Rap's early shit, man, because I think G-Rap started bubbling um, maybe uh, late 80s, but but yeah, 
all that that Kangol shit, man. All of that was just you know, it was being put to the forefront, man. And I think that's dope because because then what you're seeing is a reflection of the the um, wider scope of hip hop culture getting a chance the to impact be represented. On fashion, yeah, yeah, the fashion impact, you know, and even um, you know, they started throwing graffiti on the clothes, you know, in, in some of the videos you're seeing some of that shit. Because I mean, think about like. Uh, is hip hop the only genre of music that actually affected fashion? I don't think maybe rock music, maybe a little bit with the grunge era. You started you started seeing people wear like well, flannels and stuff. I think, but besides that, I don't know if any other genre uh, of music affected like that's fashion. Not true, though. That's not true as much as hip hop. I mean, we're black, so we kind of missed a lot of waves. But 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 white kids were influenced by you know those hair bands of the eighties and all of that. Nah, I'm a, they were, people, people, people wasn't were, around man. here looking like hair bands, dog. People were, bro. I don't know People about are, that, dog. man. I, like you would see those in the, in places that were um, them hairband dudes was looking crazy, even, bro. Even the whole headbanger looking shit, man. Motherfuckers getting the. I mean, the, yeah, the all like the, the okay, okay, on the yeah, wallets, the, you know, okay, yeah, the like all that. like the like, all black with yeah, the um I, I with I the grunge stuff. Yeah, yeah, like I would yeah. see people, but I ain't pay much attention to them or dyeing their hair and shit like that. But like you know? none of them dudes or, was getting deals for any kind of any merch. Throwing on the oh, nah, there wasn't no rock bro, band getting a merch deal well, for flannels well, or some shit like that. I'll give you this because they didn't have to. It, 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 well, put it this way though, some of that shit that they're doing now is 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 newer shit. But um, but that was a big thing with the whole rock and roll um um industry, dog. That merch was big, dude. Like like you look at some of those bands like the Stones and shit. They could just put their logos on T-shirts. Oh or yeah, that, stickers, yeah, that's true. Chopper keepers, niggas. Yeah, niggas but nobody's like, nobody's going around trying to dress like busy. Mick though. Nobody's Michael. trying to go around dressed like Keith Richards. They trying to dress like Run. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just well, more. It, it's, yeah, black people were. I feel like you know, but even I, white, even white cats, mm. even the Beastie Boys came out looking exactly like well, Run DMC. Yeah, well, you got to look at also. I feel like it's different too when you just look at New York and the whole scheme of things, because because New York was still they were doing shit at that time that that the rest of the country wasn't doing. But I think hip hop changed that just by exposing it to the world. When we got to the point where we're seeing um, MTV Raps and Rap City, and we're seeing the fashions on TV, where you could be like, "Oh shit, okay, I could get a sweatsuit like that," or or look at those kicks, and you start, you know what I'm saying? You start adapting that shit. Like niggas started rocking dickies and shit. We ain't West Coast, but but motherfuckers, reason you wear a dicky suit if you in Maryland because you seen that shit on a fucking bone fan, video. Fan, when, when that chronic dropped out, when that chronic dropped out here, it changed the whole. It changed the whole fabric of yeah. what Germantown was when that chronic dropped. Yeah, so I mean, I mean, that's that's hard to say. That's like saying Madonna didn't influence how people were dressing. And she oh, definitely she definitely did. did. You know yeah, what I'm she saying? definitely so, did. I remember so that. that. All that shit was um. But at the same time, you might not have noticed it because a lot of the music, you know, outside of the extreme, you know, rockers, it was heavily disco influenced. So, so dressing was like, all right, I'm getting dressed up to go out. This is my, this is what our fashion, you know, is, fashion is going to look like. Damn, they killed Rick Rubin in his. <laughs> he shot him right in his head, bro. <laughs> Why is it going to sprinkle some coke on him? He going to wake back Damn. up. Damn. <laughs> yeah, this movie is wild, man. This thing is coked out making this shit. But yeah, man, I think, oh shit, that's all I got to say on it, man. Definitely go back and check this shit out, man, because that's, that's one of the fun parts that um I've noticed immediately, you know, as we're going to try to put this show together in future shows, is just going back. And I sat with this album for like um maybe the last couple of weeks. I just threw it on. Yeah, you I listened know, to it for you know, a every couple few weeks. Times and, like, and it slaps, dog. I be walking around like, wake up, wake up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just with these songs pumping and like... 
trying to just see what it was like to um, feel when, when this shit dropped, man. And um, actually, coming up in March, man, it's gonna be thirty five years since this album dropped. So that's kind of crazy. Damn, that's a crazy anniversary. Thirty five years. Bro. And yeah, since then, unfortunately, we lost um, Jam Master J, who I feel like was the heart of this group. To be honest, man, like, um, and he wasn't just the guy that played the records while they recorded live, man. He played an integral part to this group, man. And um, it's. It's just sad that he he's gone. You know what I'm saying? He yeah, died um, still as an unsolved yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, shot at his, um, at his studio in Queens. Uh, was it in Queens? In Queens, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is fucked up. Documentary now on Netflix. Who yeah, they did Jam put Master a documentary Jay. out on Netflix, but that shit ain't tell us nothing. Nah, I really didn't. Really, <laughs> yeah. Didn't to this anything. day, man, we ain't found his killer. They don't have any leads or nothing, man. But it's just a sad up situation. But we, but fortunately, we do have this music that still lives on, and you can uh, cue it up and play it whenever you want. And um, shit, that's all I gotta say, really, man. You got any more? Um, yeah, I'm excited for the next. I think the next album we're gonna be reviewing, yeah. man, is LL Cool J Radio. Yeah, definitely. I'm excited to listen to that, man. I've never listened to that album in full before. I started. So we gonna, uh, some, we gonna have a crazy discussion on that. Cause, I'm, cause I'm excited. To listen I was to that, like, man. whoa, L. Oh, you started listening really? to it already? I started. I didn't get all the way through it, but I started listening to it, and um. It's, it's really wild, dog. So so yeah, we're gonna check that out, man. Cause um he also was a crazy um pioneer um you know with this rap shit, man. Definitely a lot of um um influence came out of his works, you know, over the years. So that's gonna be fun. So yeah, the next up is gonna be um LL's radio. So um yeah, do yourself a favor, man. Go check it out. You know, in the meantime, before we drop that next episode, you know, just to get familiar with it. And come back and uh, listen to us talk about it. So we're probably going to also, and, and um, you know, probably trying to schedule this to come out every two weeks. So so in the off week, we'll probably do a little preview episode, maybe talk about some other albums we feel like should get recognition. And, um, and you know, pray we give you a preview of uh, what we're going to be reviewing on the next show, too. So, uh, but yeah, check it out, man. It's been Core and uh, Sean, man. You know what I'm saying? So... Catch me at Monkey Blood on Twitter and Instagram. You know what I'm saying? Follow the podcast too, man. What's the yeah, app, follow bro? the follow the podcast at Friday Night Mics on yeah. Twitter and on uh Instagram. Yeah, that's what's up, man. That's where you'll get um any news or whatever, you know, and uh and some promos and shit too, man. So um uh, yeah, I think that's it, man. Peace. Till the next time, peace. <laughs> Catch y'all next time.